Welcome to the Alternative Hair Alchemist podcast. Now, whether you're suffering hair loss from chemo, alopecia, or your hair is simply thinning out, I know exactly what you're going through. You see your scalp shining through and you're terrified you're going bald? Ugh, that is not a good feeling. But the good news is we found each other and I'm here to help you with all of that. Hi, I'm Deborah Heim. I am a certified alternative hair specialist and the owner of Very Best Little Hair House. I have been wearing wigs myself for over 20 years and I know firsthand wig shopping, along with the stigma and shame that goes along with hair loss, doesn't help, but I'm here to change that. I'm here to help you feel inspired, educated, and empowered about everything alternative hair. From the shame and stigma, all the way to wigs, toppers, why not all wigs are created equal. I have so much to say and so much to share with you, and I am excited that you're here. So take a deep breath, feel the love I'm sending your way. It's time to find and love yourself again. Let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Alternative Hair Alchemist podcast. I am Deborah Heim. I am certified in alternative hair and a few other things which help me do what I do, which is help people find their dream hair and prepare you for success in alternative hair life. With my husband, who is also certified in alternative hair, we own the coolest shop in the world for alternative hair in Sharon, Pennsylvania. And there is where we do our magic. So that's where the alchemist part of the title comes from. Because people walk in our door, one person, and walk out an entirely different person. And I love to do this. I have passion for alternative hair. When I started my shop in 2017, I had big plans. Because even back then, I saw so much stigma and shame associated not just with hair loss itself, but with wearing wigs and also a lot of bad wigs. And I wanted to do my part to correct this situation. So this podcast is part of it because there is such a shame and stigma out there. Like I said, not just associated with alopecia or hair loss or thinning hair, but also a huge fear and a stigma with wearing wigs or hair pieces themselves. And I knew it was pretty big in 2017, this fear thing. But in the four years that I've had the shop open, I have seen some really remarkable things that tell me this fear goes way deep. Sometimes people calling the shop will have their number blocked. I find people don't want to leave messages or interact on social media because they're worried someone will know. And chances are, if you're listening to this, you might be one of those, and you might not. Maybe it's not a big thing for you. But I know I had quite a bit of fear when I started in wearing alternative hair. I know a lot of other women feel it as well. So one of the things I thought might help is to start a podcast. And let's just talk about all things alternative hair. And when I say that, I don't mean I want to talk about this wig or that wig or how you do this or that with wigs. More so like the mindset and the things I see going on behind the scenes. And so for today's episode, I thought I would tackle the huge thing of chemo or sudden hair loss. And I know that 
going through chemo, people are afraid that, but just the hair loss itself, people are terrified and I see it. And you know what? I've been through it and obviously I made it. And you know what? You will too. It sucks, but it's doable and there is joy on the other side. And I've been around the block a few times, and one thing that I've learned is that a sense of humor and appreciation can get you through a lot, especially things that happen that you can't control, you can control how you react, and that's what I intend to help you do with this. I have like seven pages of notes, so I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be able to fit it all in here, but I'm going to do my best, and if I forget anything or you have anything you'd like to know, come join me in the Wise Wig group or I'm not that hard to find, so drop me a line or whatever, get a hold of me. But anyway, here we go. The thing I hear most of all from women coming into my shop is that they want whatever wig they're getting to look like their old hair. Now, that, I realize, is a comfort thing, and I was the exception to the rule for that, and I'll tell you my story about that in a second. But as far as looking like your old hair, if you think about it, There's really not a rational reason for that other than just feeling comfortable. I mean, the whole world is open to you, but I get it. So if the goal is to look like your old hair, the first thing I want to tell you is start looking early because hairstyles don't always translate well into wigs. You're talking about combination of style, fit, and color. So sometimes... The style you'll need will be available in a color that maybe you don't prefer. And especially red colors and highlighted browns are often the biggest challenge to find. But sometimes it's better to change the color if the style suits you and looks more natural. Finding a wig that looks exactly like your hair might not be possible, but there are a couple options. And I didn't even know about this back in 2003. But if you have like exceptionally great hair, you can have that hair cut and a custom wig made out of that for you or just a custom human hair wig in general. But I want to mention to you that to look natural, you don't need to have human hair. Of course, that's great if you can get it and human hair is awesome. But something you might want to think about when you're on chemo is that the synthetics are so much easier to care for. I mean, I have both human hair and synthetic, and the synthetics, the ones I have in my shop nowadays, like forget the word synthetic, meaning looks like grandma's wig, because I'll tell you, I have wigs that are pretty stunning, and with a good synthetic, it's easier to care for. You can be ready in five minutes, and I'll tell you, when you're feeling like crap and you don't want to leave the house to begin with, when you know you're going to look good when you pop that hair on, It can be kind of motivating. So don't be thinking that your only answer is human hair or you're going to be doomed to looking like a wig because that's simply not true nowadays. You may want to consider starting with more than one wig. One of the strategies I used to use is to have similar length and color, one straight and one wavy. That way you get a little versatility for your look and you're ready in five minutes. And another thing to think about is it may take you more than one wig to get through chemo because everybody's hair comes back at different rates. And I was one of the people that a great wig just restored my confidence so much. So like when your hair starts to come back, I have clients that still come 
for a wig to get them through until they feel up to it. And you know what? That is fine. When I had brain surgery in 2003, I loved my wigs. I mean, to me, that was the high point out of everything going on because I never really had good hair or much hair to begin with. So I had fun with it. And when I started to get better and my own hair came back, my family kind of almost shamed me out of continuing to wear the wig because this is another thing that we want to talk about. This might be a whole nother episode, but there are more valid reasons to want to wear a wig and look good and feel good about yourself other than chemo. So that will come in the future, but I get a lot of phone calls when I ask the client what's going on. They give me this whole story of why, well, I'm not on chemo, blah, 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 but I goes on to talk about medications and hair thinning or whatever. So I just want to throw that out there. Whatever reason you want to rock alternative hair, by all means do so. Something you want to think about is to make sure that the wig is comfortable on your head, especially with chemo hair loss, your head can be kind of sensitive. And if that occurs, there are some remedies. Christine Headwear makes, it's called the Newly N-O-U-L-I wig liner that works really well for sensitive scalps for underneath your wig. That may be something to remember. And oh, you're going to want to get comfortable headwear no matter what. Now, some women go through chemo and just wear the headwear, and that's fine. If that makes you feel comfortable, God knows there's thousands of styles. The headwear I have feels great on your head. It's kind of a comfy t-shirt. Giving your head a hug is the way I say it. And something that nobody told me is when you don't have any hair, you get cold really quick. Like when you wake up at night, you're going to want to have some headwear or something to pop on your head so that when you get out of bed, you're not freezing. Because when you have no hair, take it from me, you tend to get cold pretty quickly. And another reason you want to start early is think of wigs like jeans. Sometimes with jeans, when you're in the dressing room, what seems like it's going to fit initially, then when you get home and the pockets aren't correct or they tend to ride around or what have you, wigs can be like that too. Now, for the most part, most women are going to make whatever wig they got work for them. But in the case that it's hugely uncomfortable, don't let that stop you from looking for a new, better fitting wig. One of the greatest acts of loving yourself and the mind-body thing and the whole human experience is sacred. And I feel that one of the greatest acts of self-love is to take care of yourself and have joy in your appearance. So if there was ever a reason that you might need that little extra thing to help get you through, chemo is a very valid reason. So although there's a million reasons to wear a wig, when you're on chemo, don't underestimate how motivating love of a wig could be for you. At least it was for me. And another thing I hear from some women that come in is that wait until the actual hair loss happens is they're like, well, so-and-so or the nurse or whatever told me that it might not happen. And while I agree with that, more likely than not, it will. And with chemo, it often happens. The research says the first 15 days. 
So I look at it this way. Go into it prepared. If you don't need to wear it, that's fine too. But if you do, you have it on a day that you don't feel good, you're ready to go. Sometimes I get questioned about whether or not those laser caps and ice chemo caps work. And I don't have any information to give you on those being effective or not. I do know that some of the people that I've talked to that have tried them say it really is extremely cold. I don't know if it works or not, but I say, hey, whatever you want to do that's going to help you feel better, I'm all for it. But I tend to question whether it's going to slow it down enough that you wouldn't need to wear a wig. But everybody's different. And keep in mind that there are bad and good wigs at every price point. So when I say a bad wig, doesn't necessarily mean that it was the least expensive one. But generally, when you're talking about wigs, the ones that cost a little bit more tend to have features that you can do more with. For example, I get a lot of women in my shop that started out with a wig that they didn't realize parted on the opposite side. So, you know, the wigs I have in my shop, we generally all have a mono top so that you have some versatility with styling. But again, it all depends. Also, what the wig is made out of and the fiber and how long that will look good is highly variable depending on the brand of the wig. It just depends. I mean, that's when somebody comes to my shop, I try to discuss all that and show you what your options are at all price points. But that's something to consider. But like I said, you may need more than one wig to get you through chemo, and that's okay. Allow yourself that. And here's the point that Chris brought up in the shop, and it did strike me as to how real it is. If you think about it, women nowadays dye their hair all the time. Yet when it comes to finding a wig, they want either the color their hair is now or back when before they started dyeing it. It's just crazy. But I guess the reason I'm mentioning it is because with wigs, it's not a permanent decision. So the world is open to you. And I can tell you in my shop, I have seen women be thrilled with something that they didn't even know would look good on them. So one way to look at it when you're on chemo is the whole world is open and no time better than now to try a new look. But you may also want to have that go-to that makes you feel comfortable. But anyway, experiment, play with it, have fun with it. Another thing I hear that I find is not true is people thinking, oh, well, I'm just going to wear it when I go out. Now, if I've done my job right, that won't be the case. I find women come in, they like how they look so much that they end up wanting to wear it all the time. And, you know, when you get the right alternative hair, it becomes part of you. When you're looking in the mirror, when you don't see it, you know, you kind of want it. So if we do it right, you will want to wear it all the time, especially when the compliments start rolling in. I have seen that effect too. Sometimes my own case included, is that on my best natural hair day, I never looked as good as I did in a wig. And I'll tell you, self-confidence and loving how you look, it's just priceless. And I have tried since I opened the shop, well, at the beginning, 
I tried to show that you could look good in all different types of wigs, mainly because I didn't have any help and I was the only one that had to show them. But, you know, like I said, the world is out there and it's a great time to try new stuff. And before I forget, often when you are on chemo and, of course, other conditions, if you get a prescription from your doctor, it will need the words cranial prosthesis. But certain insurances will reimburse you for the cost of the wig. Now, a lot of people have the assumption that when you're on chemo, insurance will pay, and that is totally up to the insurance. However, a reputable shop, well, there are a few wig places. I know of one in Tennessee which accepts insurance, and when I find that lady's information, I will share it in the wig group because that is worth a look. However, with insurance, your reputable dealer will be able to provide you with the itemized receipt and the qualifications they have to be an alternative hair specialist. And then depending on your insurance, you can get reimbursement for it. I'm hoping the day when insurance will just cover wigs for any type of hair loss, I can hope. But I also was a registered nurse for 35 plus years and I worked in insurance. And, you know, let's just put it this way. They don't make it very easy. But I do have some clients that do get reimbursement. And another sad fact about insurance is, is that often, even if the client has coverage, it will initially get denied. So then they leave it up to the person to write a letter of appeal. And there's a whole procedure with that, which I will cover in another episode. But it's a little bit disheartening. There are local organizations, like here in Pennsylvania, we have one called Hair Peace Charities, and they will assist with the cost. We're a partner with them of a good wig to get you through chemo, and God bless them. They're one of our favorites, and we do work with them. So the lady's name is Bonnie. She's an absolute angel. She helps with, she's a survivor herself. She also helps with other aspects. If you happen to be a local listener, let me know and I can give you her information. Other than that, as far as fundraising, I have had clients that friends have chipped in or they've had a party or what have you. And I just think this is great. It would be great if good wigs were free. However, they're not. And one of the best gifts that families can give a person going through chemo, in my opinion, because I've been there, or friends, is like a gift certificate to a reputable wig shop. And that's always an idea. That is certainly an act of love. I had a client this week whose daughter has wrapped chemo up. She's on, and I have plenty of clients that wrap chemo up and end up storing their wigs. So I like to look at it as evidence that a good wig really can help you. I know it helped me, but it certainly is an advantage when you're going through something like chemo to be able to at least enjoy the way you look. And something to keep in mind with total hair loss, whether it's chemo and some forms of alopecia, you're going to go through The five stages of grief that Kubler-Ross talked about, the anger, denial, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. 
And I'll tell you, acceptance is a lot easier if you have the means to feel normal about yourself. And that's where a good wig that not only makes you look normal, but lights you up can help. This past summer, I had a client who, trying to find the cause or whatever, but lost all of her hair in a sudden. And when she walked into the shop, she looked gorgeous. Oh my gosh, stunning. But sometimes it's not about that. This person had a professional position, like talking to a lot of people. And sometimes other people are the ones that get uncomfortable. And this is something that needs to be another subject of discussion. But it's also something I've seen. Sometimes people are confronted with their own fear of hair loss. And that makes them uncomfortable. Okay, so hopefully this episode, I said something that will help you. I've tried to be like a role model in wearing wigs, making it a normal thing, totally loving it. If you haven't watched the show Schitt's Creek, please do so. Moira Rose is another good example of wearing wigs and having fun with it. And you know, it's just a thing. So Hopefully, you will find a wig that you, like I said, lights you up. Play with it. Try clips. Try different looks or whatever. You know, you got to take a situation you can't control and make the best of it. And in whatever way I can help you, I'm here for you. If you like this episode, you have any ideas for episodes, drop them in the Wise Wig Group or get a hold of me. Instagram, Facebook. I'm on Twitter at Deborah the Wig Lady. And next week, I have planned to talk about why choosing a wig from a picture doesn't seem to work. And I can tell you, it hasn't worked in my shop very well, too. And I have some thoughts. And this is based on, you know, the 600 people or whatever that we've helped to date. So I thank you from the bottom of my soul for watching this. There's great love for you. And until next time, bye-bye. If you loved this episode and want to connect with me, please go to my website and drop me an email, verybestlittlehairhouse.com, so we can get in touch. And until next time, remember that you are beautiful, perfect, and loved just the way you are.